Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, good evening, everybody. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. My lovely co-host today is the one and only Sandra Carusi. <laughs> she hosts Inside Jokes right here just before this show on mm-hmm. uh, Global News Radio 640 per, uh, Toronto, 8 p.m. Uh, now, intimacy is one of the most important elements of a relationship, and it can be hard to maintain a healthy, intimate relationship under normal circumstances. But imagine how much harder it can be when your love life and relationships are hindered by chronic pain. In fact, 30% of women have anxiety about sex and intimacy because of chronic pain. So I'm joined today by Dr. Claudia Machiella. Yes, that's right. I'm Italian, I should say that right. (laughs) Chiropractor and president of HealthQuest Incorporated, as well as Den Temin. She's a sexologist and owner of Sexplore. They're here to discuss intimacy in our relationships and how to handle chronic pain as an obstacle. Den's been here before. She was awesome. So nice to have you back. Okay, Claudia, tell us a little bit about your practice and how it's helped couples. Okay, so generally people don't present to me with the issue of chronic pain and sex and intimacy. It's usually something that comes up later when we're dealing with their chronic pain. And it's a huge, huge problem. And like I've mentioned um, in the past to you, that it's something that we need to deal with because it affects other areas. So in helping people, I actually help them understand the pain and that you need to work through the pain and continue on your intimate relationships. So we teach people how to manage the pain and understand that although the pain may not go away, Mm -hmm. we are going to manage it and your life needs to continue and intimacy in a relationship is one of the things that you really do need to continue. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's about understanding, right? How do we live with pain rather than cope with the denial that you have pain? Pain is part of your life. How Not only manage it, how do we embrace it, live with it and understand not, not only yourself or the person that is experiencing pain, but your partner, right? Usually it's hard for the partners to be like, I don't understand what you're going through. I don't know your levels of pain. Is this rejection towards me? I don't understand how we live with this as a couple. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And how about people that uh, might not be currently going through pain, but maybe they went through something like cancer in the past. And I know uh, someone specifically who had gone through cancer and she hated being poked and pried at. And so she kind of um, assumed that sex was similar to that. And then she retracted from from Mm -hmm. having sex because of that. Our bodies are amazing, right? Bodies have memory. Trauma resides in our bodies in terms of body memory. So whether it's the trauma of having come really close to death or the trauma of having experienced, like you said, poking needles here and there. Mm-hmm. The body carries that memory, right? It's about how do we understand that we have that body memory? How do we restructure the body memory? How do we work with our bodies to reclaim our bodies in a way that feels good for us? Right. And also, it's about teaching people, again, that touching one another, uh, any physical form of touch, whether it's through massage or just hugging and cuddling, releases those endorphins and Mm -hmm. encephalins that are healing to the body and the mind. And it's about erasing that past memory. So once you can get past that and get the body moving again and having somebody touch 
and, you know, massage and your body's going to feel phenomenal and you're going to get past that. I don't think I could ever get over uh, getting massage, that's for sure. <laughs> well, sex can be really boring too, right? If we think about sex, not in the emotional sense, but in, in, in just biologically, sex is very mechanical. It's the anatomy. And like Claudia was saying, it but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to right. be, right? But it's very chemical, right? It's 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 about what chemicals our brain releases and it's about endorphins and how do we understand the nerve endings and the way that our body works. And then we then we bring in the sensuality. There then 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 we bring in the emotional. Then we bring in everything else that makes sex really good. So ladies, what don't people realize about how physical health and well-being is related to intimacy? The body is very connected mind body spirit Mm -hmm. we need to teach people and re-educate people that it's about the whole body experience so if you're feeling good you're moving well um, and you're active in every area of your life intimacy is just an an additional um, um, asset to your to your relationship and to your well-being we are holistic individuals like you said claudia Mm -hmm. mind spirit body. It's about holistic. And there's also sexual health, right? So it's also about health in terms of your sexuality. Right. So I want to talk about the medications for people with chronic pain, like painkillers. They can sometimes reduce libido, right? Absolutely. So what's important for couples to know about this and, and how can they get through it? So when you need to take medication, you take the medication, right? It's not something that I encourage people to be on forever because, like you said, it reduces libido. It just kind of erases any any sentiment that you have towards life in general. So it's about kind of weaning yourself off, accepting the pain, working through pain. And when I say that, I don't mean working to the point where you're in pain and, and you can't function, but we need to know that you can manage your pain so that you can continue on doing what you're doing. We need to take a break, but we're going to come back to this. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. You're listening to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. Sandra Carusi is my co-host. Today in studio, we have Dr. Claudia Machiala. She's a chiropractor as well as Dr. Den Tenham. She is a sexologist. We're talking about intimacy in our relationships and how to handle chronic pain. Before the break, we were talking about how painkillers can sometimes reduce libido. And Dan is just uh, dying to say something over there. It's never a one-size-fits-all answer, right? Some people are going to be able to wean themselves off medication. Some people are not. So it all depends on your specific on your specific situation. So if you're able to wean yourself off of, of painkillers, that is great. Understand that you can be in a holistic journey where you can learn how to manage your pain in different ways. But if you're not, then we're going to have to talk about libido in a different way, right? Because painkillers do affect our libido. It's Like I said before, it's chemistry, right? So it'll, it'll either affect your estrogen levels or your testosterone levels, which will affect then right. your hormonal imbalance and your libido. But desire... Desire is, again, holistic. It's about sensuality. You can have a sensual touch. When you think about sensuality and sex, think about the five different senses. Touch, sight, hearing, um, taste, and smell, right? As long as you work with all of those different senses in different capacities. Sometimes we don't want to taste. (laughs) 
Aphrodisiacs taste, aphrodisiacs, <sighs> aphrodisiac food. Going out to a wonderful date and having a really good dinner can be an aphrodisiac for your sex life, for That's your right. intimacy. Okay, yeah. That's a really Makes good point. Makes sense there. It's about building up the intimate act. So exactly. it's about having dinner, having a glass of wine, having a conversation or that will lead you. But making an effort to do that. Better yet, right. and I'll add to what Claudia's saying, building up the intimate acts. Every time that you do a little something, it's already an intimate act. We have to step away from what we think sex is. A lot of people think that sex is penetration. Right. And sex is so much more than that. Yeah. Yep. Well, I agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about marijuana as a substitute for painkillers. Does anyone know about that? Sure. I I know that I had a back injury a few years ago and I tell you, I didn't want to take the painkillers, but I had sciatica pain and I had to do something. It was so bad. It was just like this, but it it lasted for like six months. This is shooting pain. And I'll tell you, um, I was much better off, you know, smoking a doobie here and there than I was taking major painkillers. <laughs> Legislation is changing to make way for what we believe today are the medical uses for cannabis. Yes, also, and the I'm going to buy some ones. stocks too. <laughs> you should. <laughs> but anyways, what are the medical uses of cannabis? You can either smoke it or you can use it as a massage oil. There right. are so many different uses that the body can work with. So not only does it relax you, Right, So cannabis can relax you, it can relax the muscles, but it can also bring you into another state of awareness. It also works with brain chemistry, which means that it helps you manage the pain in so many different ways, by relaxing you, by relaxing the muscles. Yeah, I have uh, scientists at the Stanford University School of Medicine conducted a study on how marijuana use affects sex drive and published their results in the Journal of Sex Medicine. What they found was uh, compared to never users, those who reported daily use had about 20% more sex. It helps a lot with the arthritis So over the too. course mm-hmm. of a year, they're having sex maybe 20 times more. Hmm, very interesting. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so, although I'm not an expert on the whole marijuana cannabis, I can say that sometimes it might help people... Um, release the inhibitions mm-hmm. because it kind of lets you let just like having go. a drink right yeah yes. absolutely mm-hmm. so if that's going to help you and that's the avenue you'd like to take just to get you going then that would be a great option as it's well. one of those social lubricants mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay like what are what are what are some of the most common conditions that affect relationships because of physical pain Oh, big one is uh, low back pain and headaches. And although it's a big joke that, you know, not tonight, honey, I have a headache, uh-huh. it's actually 69% mm-hmm. of women say that they refrain from being intimate with their partners due to headaches. So, honey, it's not an excuse. It's the truth. <laughs> well, yeah. Have you ever had a migraine? Like, who the heck wants right. to have sex when you have a migraine? Like, that's the last thing I want to do. And, and a, lo- a lot of, you know, women, I think we get it wrong. We just think guys want to do it all the time. They're attracted emotionally too, right, Claudia? Right. Like you yep. got to get them going, and, mm-hmm. and they can't. They don't want to be hearing you complain all the time. Yes. Um, so communication, once again, is key, and communicating about your body and how your body feels, but more importantly, feeling comfortable about your body, how men, your body moves. Men yeah. also, men also have chronic pain, right? We have right. fibromyalgia, we have arthritis, we have cancer, right? There are so many different things that can bring pain to our bodies, whether you're a man or a woman. So it's also about thinking, what if it's the guy that has the chronic mm-hmm. pain, right? Yep. 
the women won't take it the same way. The women will take it as rejection, right? Self-esteem and body image. I'm getting older. I'm getting fat. He doesn't like me. And it, it might not be about that. It might be that he, has, he also is having a lot of pain management right. issues, which he will not talk about. Why? Because we socialize little boys into thinking that they have to be strong men that never feel yeah. pain. Right. We need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how these physical ailments affect our intimate relationships. You are listening to The Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. Now back to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Laura Bellotta. In studio today, we have Dr. Claudia Machiella. She's a chiropractor and Dr. Den Temin, a sexologist. And my co-host is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. We're talking about intimacy in our relationships and how to handle chronic pain. Uh, I want to ask Den now, uh, how can you tell us um, how these kinds of physical ailments affect our intimate relationships? People shy away from their bodies when they have physical ailments and the first thing that they feel is a lot of shame and stigma and taboo. I shouldn't be speaking about But why this. shame though? Shame if you have a like because you're in chronic pain? Like you're in, well, because there's a stigma related mm-hmm. to having pain. They Everybody thinks, oh, you're faking it. Oh, fibromyalgia. Yeah. It, it, they, nobody believes how much pain you have. And you have to remember, you can't quantitatively measure pain from person to person. That's so right. it's a big deal. So everybody thinks, oh, she doesn't want to go to work. She doesn't want to do this because he or she is in pain. It's uh, It's a big stigma. Also, it's about aging, right? Mm. The older we are, the more prone we are to our bodies functioning in a different way. So nobody wants to accept that either they're getting older, right? We want to be healthy. That's the thing, right? That's what everybody talks about. You have to be healthy. And if you're not healthy the way that society thinks about, then you have a lot of embarrassment and shame and stigma. So you're not going to talk to your partner and tell them, you know what? I'm not feeling well again. I'm not feeling well again and again and again. So the hardest part is to actually accept that for yourself and communication. Mm -hmm. Communicate that to yourself first and then to your partner. And you have to learn how to take one for the team, right? (gasps) Never. (laughs) I can't say this on air. Then, why not? Because then I'll stop getting clients. That's the number one reason I get clients (laughs) because resentment builds when you take one for the team. Actually, don't take one for the team. What you need to do is communicate (laughs) in order for you to be able to come to a compromise where everybody, it's a win-win situation, right? Taking one for the team, go ahead if you want to do it, but I'll see you in my office in my clinical time. (laughs) But some people just have a low libido. and No. No. Uh, yes. Yes. Some Body. people have a really mean? low libido, but there has to be a physical reason. Okay. So whether it's emotional or whether mm-hmm. it's something, yeah. so, your biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So Dan, what do you suggest for people that uh, suffer from low libido? And I say suffer because I think it is kind of suffering because people should be having sex. Not everybody. There are some people that are asexual and identify themselves as that. But for people that want to have sex, because it's also sexual orientation, asexuality. But isn't asexual low libido? No, asexual is somebody that doesn't have any desire at all to have sex. Okay. So let's which say means low libido. No, which means <laughs> no. Li- well, I don't have any libido. I'm not interested in sex. I'm That's asexual. No libido. No libido compared to low libido. Okay, mm. no libido. Hmm. But let's say that you have low libido, right? What do you do? Well, again, we have to restructure the manner in which we think about sex, right? Sex is about connection and intimacy and pleasure. What are the things that bring you that? And everybody experiences that, whether you are experiencing pain, getting re- like getting over having kids or having kids right. in the house. Right. Everybody needs to reignite the spark. 
And one of the things that I find that is very frustrating is that people always associate low libido with your age. It has nothing mm, to do with mm, your age. Mm. You can have a very healthy libido into your 70s and 80s. Just 90s. 90s, exactly. And it's not an excuse. If you have a low libido, there is an underlying reason. And there's Tantra, there's BDSM, there's different sexual... Pra- you are on a sexual journey, and the journeys to your desires are infinite. There are infinite I possibilities. I love you, Dan. You're <laughs> awesome, yes, Fly, I agree. Tell us, tell us what, what Dan's saying by that, because Dan's got this, this... She's absolutely right. So life Thank is you. much... Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> life is much more about just a simple act of going to work, coming home, dealing with your life, your kids, your dog, and sex. It's about the whole... Um, the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. So you have to enjoy every aspect and having a healthy, intimate relationship with somebody or many people is a joy. And, and it's not a your animal people. But, yeah. <laughs> we had that on the not last show. Not your pet. But Claudia, like Claudia and I think very alike, right? It's a holistic, again, I, I know I, I bring this word, but it's an all-encompassing experience, whether you go on a date to a restaurant, right. whether you take a walk in a ravine, whether you do a, a new sexual experience like Tantra or BDSM, something that will connect not only to your partner, but to yourself right. deeper, right? right. It's, a, it's a connection. It's a deep connection that you're going to have to yourself and to the other people uh, in have your sex life. somewhere where someone somewhere. Could, might be able to catch you in the act. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a thing for some people. Maybe the injuries come from the fact that you were, you know, we always know as chiropractors, Ooh. we know where you've been doing it yeah. and how you've been doing it. I love that. <laughs> if it's in your car or in an elevator, the injuries can sometimes result from it. But, oh but we can handle that as well. That to me is a good sign because it means you're in tune with your intimate side and you're in tune with your relationship. Actually, that happened so much that I ended up developing a, a specific technique called sexual ergonomics. I worked with a <laughs> chiropractor, a massage therapist, and a physio right. to figure out how you can use your body best in a healthy way to last longer and not injure yourself. So using, I developed like six main tenets for sexual ergonomics, right? Angles, joints, um, furniture, breathing, being aware. How do we use those things to understand that your body is your best friend to have the best rocking sex life? Right. All right. We Mm -hmm. need to take a break now. Getting hot and heavy in here. Do we need to take a break? No, no break. (laughs) We need to take a break. Okay, we'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta with my co host Sandra Carusi from Inside mm-hmm. Jokes. Dr. Den Temin is here. She's a sexologist as well as Dr. Claudia Machiella. She's a chiropractor, and we're talking about intimacy in our relationships and how to handle chronic pain. So we can continue to have healthy sex. And uh, Claudia, this question is for you now. What can you tell us about the silent epidemic? Okay, it is a silent epidemic because as I mentioned before, nobody, very few people will come in specifically Mm -hmm. telling me that they have a problem or that they're concerned about their sex life. Um, So you have a way to get it out of them, right? Well, because based on, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, you come to me with back pain or headaches and and in talking to you and trying to heal you, the conversation does come up. How is it affecting other areas of your life? And, you know, when somebody feels comfortable with you, they'll tell you everything and anything. I, I, I know that. You right? must have 
that personality though, because right. I I don't do not crave to talk about that with my chiropractor. Okay, so and then I feel very blessed that everybody tells me all of their intimate secrets. <laughs> so I do have a that means very... that you're a very special person. Oh, thank you. Okay, um, so it's silent. Nobody talks about it, but we do need to address it because it leads to other physiologic, emotional issues that many women, because that tend to tends to be my practice as females, mm-hmm. they face the insecurity the um, body image um, issues. Uh, They have, you know, self-confidence issues where they feel like they're not capable, that their partner may be going elsewhere to find the satisfaction that they need. So it is a big problem and it has been termed the silent epidemic. And physical health is linked to mental health, right? Mm -hmm. If you have physical, like physical ailments, right, as you were saying, Claudia, this will impact your mental health. A lot of women get depressed because they don't talk about it. They don't deal with it. Right. right? Mm-hmm. They feel isolated and alienated. They feel like they're not okay in their bodies and it starts affecting their mental health. They feel there's no way out. It's mm-hmm. just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And there is a way out. Right. Okay, Den, for people that experience chronic pain from certain ailments, mm-hmm. how do you suggest that they approach intimacy with their partner? There are two main things that I would tell them. Tantra and BDSM. These are sexual practices that are... Is BD, isn't BDSM when you like blindfold people and you whip them with things, chains? And- BDSM can be that. BDSM is not sh- 50 Shades of Grey. It definitely is not that. It's 49. That. <laughs> yeah. BDSM can be about, and this is a way that I understand it. Everybody understands BDSM differently. But the way that I understand BDSM is an enhancement of the senses. So whether you want to use floggers or whether you want to use bondage or whether you want to use tickling, whether you want to use canes, whatever you want to do, it's an enhancement of the senses. And it's about a power sharing dynamic. So people that have physical ailments can find a lot of a lot of power in being dominant or a lot of power in being submissive. And it doesn't necessarily have to be penetration or it doesn't necessarily have to be the traditional way of, uh, of sexuality that we think of. It can be a different avenue for couples that are experiencing physical ailments and or tantra, which is also another way, which is more sacred and spiritual to be connected. And we can talk about chakras, which I know something that Claudia works with. I work with that too. I work with sexual chakras. So you can either have Tantra or BDSM and you can expand your horizons in learning about both these practices. Yeah. Let's talk about the the seven chakras. Right. So uh, the pelvic power of the Mm -hmm. pelvis. And our pelvis as women is extremely powerful, full of muscles, joints, and ligaments that, you know, propel you uh, to move and to run and to do all those fun things. But it's also a very big energy center and it's Mm -hmm. the sacral chakra. So if you have an issue with your sacral chakra, you may have back pain. Um, if you have back pain, you may develop an issue in your sacral chakra. So it's kind of two. Well, I have spondylolisthesis. Is that the same thing? Yeah, right? Really? Okay, so, and, and I'm not going to, you know, physically assess you because I can't, but okay. the whole theory behind it is you have spondylolisthesis. It Which just means, is, so pe- for people at home right. that don't know, they, it's, it's just a little it's in your pelvis. That's right. It's yeah. a slippage of the one of the joints in your spine mm-hmm. uh, on your sacrum. So, that you definitely have an issue in your sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me how to fix it, please. Now, it doesn't mean that you are sexually deprived or emotionally deprived. It just means that you might need to be focusing more on balancing that. So, how do I know if you have an issue? Well, um, you know, f- there are orthopedic tests I do. I know that you know there's diagnostic tests. However, from a perspective of chakras, um, you, as a, emotionally, you may be somewhat 
angry, you may uh, be somewhat insecure sometimes, or you may have anxieties that you're dealing with, right? Which we all do, okay? I'm not saying that's you, but it could be that that's one of the things that you feel you have to work on, and sometimes it gets out of whack. So, I do have anxieties at times, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And it's just about, for women, it's about being in touch with mm-hmm. that whole power center, because it really is a power center. So how do you fix that on your own? There are so many things to do. The first one is I always say just meditate. Meditate and have something with you, a bright orange. So whether it's a scarf or mm-hmm. whether it's an actual orange or whether you have healing stones like citrine, um, you can do that. You can do the yoga pose. Um, you can also eat those types of um, very, very vibrant orange fruits like oranges and tangerines. So many things you can do. There's a lot of different... Breathing, breathing, breathing is important, yeah. right? Why orange? Why orange? Because that's the color of that chakra. That's every, right. Every, the seven main chakras, because we have chakras all over our body, right. but the seven main chakras run up and down our spine and each one has a color attached to it, right. has a spiritual <laughs> theme, has a sense, has an element. Very right? interesting. Yeah, very interesting and very powerful. That can be a whole other show. Yeah. Okay, so Claudia, are there certain positions or practices that you suggest (laughs) for people that face trouble with intimacy because of pain? I always say you need to be intimate, so you need to find a way. So the best thing to do is to start off in missionary position because that's the least, um, you know, requires the least movement. Um, And from there, you can shift around a little bit and then you can kind of work it. So if it's your back that's hurting you, then that's the perfect position for you. And then from there, you can kind of, you know, swiddle your, you know, move your way around into a better position. Den's dying to say something. We're going to come back to you, though. We have to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto with me, Laura Bilotta, your host of singleinthecity.ca. Sandra Carusi is my co-host. She's from Inside Jokes. We have Dr. Claudia Machiella. She's a chiropractor in studio. Dr. Dan Tenem. She's a sexologist. And we're talking about intimacy in our relationships and how to handle the chronic pain. Uh, And before the break, Claudia was uh, talking about different positions or practices that she suggests for people that face trouble with intimacy because of pain. And Dan... It's just dying to say something. There isn't one position for everybody, right? It depends on what physical ailment you have. But this I will say, and I know it's really hard for people to think about it this way. Don't thrust, but rock. Thrusting really hurts our backs, our yep. muscles, right? But if you're able to rock and making sure that you keep um, 90 degrees angles, Right. right. Yep. Don't stress your joints. So if you put 90 degrees angles and use different muscles of your body, yep. always support your body, whether it's with a pillow, right? Use furniture or use your own bodies in close proximity because then you'll be supporting right. your bodies. And one of the questions I get is, because I'll explain this to people, and they're like, oh, but it's so much work. To, well, you got to make it fun, right? Mm-hmm, you got to, yeah. you know, make well, it Well, everything's like, work. Life right, is work. Right. right. So you just have to make Except it fun. Except if you have my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, Dan. <laughs> Rock the boat. Don't thrust it. Right. Yeah, okay. No pounding. Rock and stretching. Okay. Now, stretch before. Yes, yes. Stretching is key. And after. Before and sex. after. Yep. 
and after. That'll be perfect. Excuse me, excuse me. I know this Especially is a hot makeup. Especially at 2 a.m. Well, let hot... me get up, get up hey, and start stretching now. Whatever this works. is a hot makeup <laughs> session. Excuse wait, wait, wait. me. The thing is that you're thinking about stretching as stretching, but if we think of stretching and muscles as massage, you right. can do a little bit of erotic sensual massage to stretch the muscles. <laughs> then yeah. you have an answer for everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about people experiencing pain while having sex, like internally? What yeah. advice do we have for them? Well, that's, yeah, that is a, a deeper issue. So there has to be, you know, a lot of women who have like um, bladder incontinence mm-hmm. might have, the, or even a prolapsed uterus, that's very painful. And that's something they need to discuss with their um, OBGYN because there are techniques that they can use to kind of get the anatomy back where it needs to go. That's a that's a, a, a real, a bigger issue. There are things they can do. There's a, there's a certain devices that can get the anatomy back where it needs to be. Um, But if you're talking about pain during the act of sex, you just have to take a break, right? You just have to stop, maybe kind of stretch it out a bit until you can work past the pain. Only if it's penetration, because you can have have clitoral stimulation on the outside, which will not be painful for some people, only (laughs) if it's penetration. And instead of thinking of sexual toys just as sexual toys, you can think of sex toys as sex aids, sexual aids. Right. right. So if you experience internal pain, maybe we'll stick away from penetration vaginally. And if you don't have taboos and stigma, we can talk about anal stimulation. There are just so many different things that you can try in sex that is not only about penis, vagina, penetration. Right? Okay. Now, some people fear intimacy because of pain, but being intimate and sexually active with your partner can sometimes help with the pain. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about this? Who wants to start? So we all know that um, when you've run like a 10 kilometer marathon, mm-hmm. you are releasing endorphins and enkephalins. Well, those the endorphins and enkephalins make you feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Those same hormones are released when you are touching a person or when you are anticipating an intimate act. Um, so having sex, even if you have pain, can sometimes help relieve the pain just by releasing those hormones. So I always encourage people, don't be afraid of your pain. We're going to work through your pain. You don't have to make pain block you from everything in your life. Dan? I was going to say exactly the same thing in terms of the endorphins. Your brain, and especially when you're having sex, even those endorphins are released in a different way. Right. Right? So having sex is the only time when when your body releases certain endorphins that pain transforms into pleasure. Right. So not with exercise, but yes, with sex probably because of reproduction and the ways our bodies work. But when you're having sex, the type of endorphins that are released are going to make you feel a lot of pleasure. So whatever pain you're having, that's why some people, after having a great night, the next morning they're like, oh, my body hurts. I didn't know that we were doing this position or that <laughs> position. And it didn't feel bad at the time. But now my body feels like a truck run And that's over where it. they go right. see body. Yeah, that's right. That's when I get them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a whole bag of other problems. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Claudia, Yes. some people don't realize that physical pain can impact our emotions and outlooks on life. Right. What can you tell us about mm-hmm. this? It's a, it, it, it really does. So if you have physical pain, you don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be engaged in life. And like I've, I Especially tell... Especially when your back hurts. Yeah, when your back hurts, you can't do anything. You can't, you can't walk, even, you can't, you can't sit. sit up straight. Yeah, you can't do anything. So yeah. it, it's I a, suffer from a bad back, so I know. Right, and you, who mm-hmm. wants to be And it makes intimate? you grumpy. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Sandra? No, um, I absolutely. As a cancer patient, uh, you know, I deal with chronic pain all the time. Right, mm-hmm. right now, I have a fanny pack here of morphine. Mm-hmm. That's like you could hear it go beep, 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 beep. And um, 
it, it does alter your life and decision making. So what I tell my clients and my patients is you need to manage your pain. So what you need is a good team. Right. Mm -hmm. So you need to get involved in getting regular massages, finding a very good chiropractor to help you with your back adjustments and your neck adjustments and your mid back adjustments. You need to get a physiotherapist on your side who's going to show you how to stretch your body. So even if you don't want to stretch right before the act of sex, you can be stretching in preparation for it. So it's about a way of life. So just it's not about, oh, I need to deal with this pain because I need to be intimate. It's about you need to get your life in order. And managing your pain is just one of those things. It's a change in lifestyle, right? right. It's like tantra is a practice. It's something that you don't do just in the act, but it's something that you mm-hmm. do every single day. It's a practice. It's a change in lifestyle. Also, I don't know if people have uh, heard about spoon theory. For people, right? Please tell us. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> people, For people that are living with chronic pain, usually what we say is, how many spoons do you have? We have usually people who experience pain have one to five spoons, right? And it depends. You can measure your your level of pain and your level of health by the amount of spoons that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like eating spoons? (laughs) (laughs) I'm missing something. I'm sorry. I'm missing something too. It's been a long time since I've had a cutlery. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. So I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, with Sandra Carusi, my co-host. We have Dr. Claudia Machiella, chiropractor in the house, as well as Dr. Den Temin. She's a sexologist on fire. We're talking about intimacy in our relationships and how to handle chronic pain. And before the break, Den was talking about the spoon theory. (laughs) (laughs) I know you laugh about it. And we need to know what that is in detail you know when you go to the hospital please. and they tell you one to ten what's your pain level yeah. Yeah, what's your yes. pain level and you either say ten it, or right. five or and whatever. if you want drugs you say ten exactly <laughs> and well, if you don't you say two spoons is the same it's a level of measure so it's not an actual cutlery it's not a spoon it's just a way of speaking or a language about speaking about what your pain level is how your body is feeling how much energy do you have so it refers to the level of energy that you have usually people with chronic pain have five spoons a day and depending on what they do they can either spend three spoons or two spoons so it's the amount of energy they have for that specific day or the amount of pain they have in order to do certain activities so when you're communicating with your partner you can always tell them what how many spoons do you have today and if they say five plan a date 
right? I have spi- five spoons left. We can plan a date. We can be intimate. This oh, is the amount God. of energy oh, wow. that I have. This is the amount of pain that I have. This is what I can do today. When you have pain, you have to take it on a day-by-day basis because like Claudia said, you're managing their pain. You're learning how to live with the pain. You're not getting rid of the pain because sometimes right. you can't get rid of the pain. So you have to live with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like we're, I don't want to teach people that you just got to ma- deal with the pain. You have to manage it by trying to do th- some things that are good for you. So if it's diet modification, so mm-hmm. maybe in your diet, you're eating something that's creating inflammation and exacerbating that pain, right? So maybe get rid of like dairy or gluten. Mm-hmm. And- I just did that recently right. and I feel so much better. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I went on a uh, total cleanse and right. uh, I also started drinking bone broth right i make it daily i drink it daily i just i love it i I really love it Mm -hmm. um and and a whole bunch of other things but yeah i really did change my diet and i'll tell you i was suffering from some major stomach pains Mm -hmm. for quite a while and even you go to the doctor and they're just like yeah you know take this pill whatever i don't want to take the pill right so because once i changed my lifestyle now i feel so much better and it's about like Den says, it's about a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. about a way of life, changing everything about what you do, not to focus on the pain, but to deal with the pain and help yourself through it. Yeah, and I also have chronic back pain, and I just want to say this for people back uh, listening at home. Um, you know, when I do go see my chiropractor regularly, I do feel a lot better. Right. So, Thank and you. when I when I don't, you know, I start to feel crappy again. Yeah, you start so, to feel it building yeah, up. Yeah, you need to take care of yourself, right? Self-care, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Self-care is important. And self-care, it's not a luxury. It's no, a necessity. It's revolutionary. It's a, it's a different way of loving yourself, loving your body and understanding that you need to pay attention to yourself. I always bring it back to like the Stone Ages where we were, were designed to uh, be on the go. We're designed to move. We didn't have everything at our fingertips. And, you know, when the sun went down, we went to bed. So we got plenty of sleep. Mm-hmm. We ate only things that were mm-hmm. seasonal. Mm-hmm. That was what made us healthy back then. It wasn't so, processed food. Right. And now we need to bring it back to the basics. Okay. So I want to ask you guys, um, what are some of the most important first steps that individuals can take when they're facing this obstacle in their relationship? With the pain. Accept it. Accept it to yourself and accept it to your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Communicate a lot. You have to start. If you weren't communicating, you need to start communicating and make a plan. Right. Yeah. What are very important. To be your options, right? Find your team. Exactly. And yep. finding your team is part of making a plan. Yep. What are we going to do together? Yep. How are we going to help you? And that's the one thing I let my patients know is we are here to help you because you are entitled to living a very full and truly balanced life. How do you support yourself and how do you get people to support you through the process, through the journey? Right. Yeah. And you don't need to tell everybody, Mm -mm. right? You don't need to tell friends and family because that's a big, you know, big fear. You just need to tell the people who are really going to help you. Well, you get to tell the people that you want to tell. Right. Right. It's It's a personal decision. It's a personal choice. Not denying it, accepting it, communicating and strategizing about it is what you need to do. Right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming in today. Mm, the pleasure. Awesome. Anytime, you know that. Yep. Yeah, I do. <laughs> this is a really good topic. I know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's always good when it's a topic that people don't like to talk about. Right. Like, you know there's couples not going through, having any discussion of this story. No, no, absolutely. And I'm, I can tell you firsthand there are a lot of... A lot of couples don't even know that they're having this issue because they've never discussed it. It's getting rid of the stigma and the shame so that people can talk about it. 
Number one thing not to do, don't yuck anybody's yum. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> don't yuck anybody's yum. Don't yuck yum. my yum. Don't yuck anybody's yum. Okay. Though it can be hard to be intimate while struggling with chronic pain, it is possible to enjoy and even improve your relationship. Thank you so much, Dr. Claudia. Welcome. And Den for sharing facts and advice on this tough subject. Claudia works at the Center for Health and Rehabilitation, and you can follow her on Instagram at Claudia Machiella. Right. And you can learn more about Den by visiting her website, sexplorewithdentemin.com. If anybody's interested in learning more about what I have to say about the topic, my next issue of uh, Vitalize magazine will have an article related exactly to this topic written oh, by me. Yeah. Well, when is that released? It'll be the summer issue. Well, thank you once again, guys, and thanks for listening. Ciao for now. Thank you. Thank you.